Hello, Editor Udochi here. I just want to apologize. There's like some really weird feedback background noise. Um, I tried to get rid of it, but it didn't work. So sorry in advance. Hello and welcome back to the Our Favorite Bible Stories podcast. My name is Udochi and I am your host. Um, and today I am joined once again by a special guest. Hi, my name is Tochi. Tochi is my sister, and if you watched last, well, can't really, may not even be last week. If you watched episode two or listened to episode two, you would have known that. Um, if you did not know that, stop this and go watch episode two because <laughs> listen, go listen to episode two because that will give you a lot more um, clarity about what we talk about today. But yes, I'm very excited to have you back on the podcast. We started talking about the story of Joseph. And um, Joseph just went through so much that we could not do it in one episode. So this is episode three, but it'll be part two of Joseph's story. Yeah. How are you feeling? Um, I'm okay. Nice. I'm all right by God's grace. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm so tired. No, same. We are filming this on a Sunday at 5 p.m. Interesting choice. Probably... No, I'm not going to say that. This may happen again, but um, hopefully it will not. Like, I should plan for it to not happen again. <laughs> the face she has made was like, mm, maybe that's not a good thing. Yeah, you're right. It's not. Um, but, yeah. So, I guess we should do our normal stuff. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I, I will not be surprised if this episode is much shorter than the other ones. Hi, Key. Sorry, this is such a ramble. I These episodes could no longer be 50 minutes. They have to stop at 45. Yeah. <laughs> the, the only problem is, right, the story of Joseph is long. Oh. Is this going to be a three-part series? No. Okay. Well. We will end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and it will I I'm hoping for 45 the max. Okay. Uh, uh do you not think that's going to happen? I don't know. I really can't say. No. Yeah, well, God, you've heard my prayer. <laughs> May it be 45 <laughs> minutes. Um okay, so I guess I think we start with song of the week then do rosebud thorn. Okay. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. Song of the week. Yeah. What's your song of the week? Oh, I go first? Yeah, you okay. can go first. Um, this is a song that I really, really like. Love that. But this is not a new song to us. Shouldn't be. Um, so it's by Mercy Chinua. Oof. And it's Naide Rain. Naide Rain. Should I, should I play a little snippet? No, you should not. Okay, you should copyright. not. I don't want to hear yeah. from anything. I would sing it in such a way that we won't be copyrighted, <laughs> but I don't want people to think that that's my voice, so. <laughs> but they can't know too much about me. Yeah. Now you're rain. Um, on my Spotify wrapped, I don't know if I spoke about this before, mm. on my Spotify wrapped, I'm pretty sure she, um, Now You Day Rain was my second yeah. song, second mm-hmm. most played song, because anytime we would go for a drive, that would be played at least like two to three times. That was the song. She really ate with that. Yeah, she really That's did. That's such a good song. It's a great song. I really respect that answer. Mm-hmm. I really do. And the craziest thing is that my song of the week also has Mercy Chanel in it. Um, this oh, is an oldie but a goodie that I rediscovered. <laughs> oh, you can, oh my gosh, anything you want. This is an oldie but a goodie. I rediscovered it. It's, well, I'm actually not even sure. I think I had heard it because she said it looked like rediscovered. Did you even know it before? I think I had heard it when it initially came out. Um, and then I rediscovered it. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's called Celense. Um, It's by Banky W and Mercy Chinwa. So, so good. She plays it all the time. It has been on repeat in this house. This whole week, it has been on repeat. And it will continue to be on repeat. 
I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna say it here. I hope it's on my Spotify Wrapped <laughs> in some capacity. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna be top five, but I would like I would like for it to be. Yeah, it's quite good. I really do enjoy it. Can I do it like an honorable mention? Yeah. Um, my sister and I have started going to a new church, and oh, um, yeah. they performed this song called "Undignified" by Dunson. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to pronounce his last name. Mm-hmm. Um, by Dunson. So so good. That has also been on repeat, along with Hallelujah No Go Finish. She's just so, been in her Afro I've gospel. been in my Afro gospel, and I'm not going to lie. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm it's really great. thriving here. It's a great here. genre to stumble upon. It really genuinely. is. It's so good. Yeah. And I'm very happy. <laughs> very, very happy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, those are our songs. Do you have any honorable mentions? Um, See, this is why this podcast is so long. It is. <laughs> and it sucks. We're going to do it anyway. Just um, good I mean, I don't have like an honorable mention song, but mm. called out music. Forever and That's ever. Forever it. and ever. That is, that is our main man. We yeah. love called out music. Yeah. Why doesn't he do a song with Missy Chitterwell? Maybe because he's in the UK. No, no excuses. Okay. Someone call. His people need to call her people. Her, someone needs to get them in contact. <laughs> I'm speaking this. I'm crying. That they need a song together. Yeah. So good. Love them. Anyway, Rosebud Thorn. You go first. Yeah, Rosebud Thorn is basically something good that's happened, something not so good that's happened, and then something you're looking forward to. Oh, I'm going first. Interesting. <laughs> um, my rose, which I guess could also be considered a thorn, but I guess it is also a bud. That's crazy. <laughs> it's all 301. Um, God has convicted me of some stuff recently about the way, um, yeah, just like what I've been putting my faith in. Um, that has been really sobering. So I guess that's the thorn. But then also it's a bud because now I know. True. Conviction helps you to change. Yeah. Well, it should help you to change. And but looking forward to putting my faith back in God. Three and one. I'm screaming. Three and one. Um, but yeah, no, he was really going in on me and I was like, you know what, I respect that. I I respect every opinion you're giving me right now. Well, it's not opinion, it's fact, isn't mm-hmm. it? Um Yeah, and so um, yeah, I feel like I've been feeling a lot of peace recently about that. So, yeah. That's, that's my rosebud thorn. Wait, actually, yeah. do I have to give another rosebud thorn? We'll see after you go. Okay, um, okay, uh, um, it's a new year. A- amen, the amen. The Lord brought us through the whole of 2023. Sure did. Um, into this new year, so that's definitely a rose. Mm-hmm. As well as a bud, mm-hmm. just because, like, you know, you look forward to new the year, year and new things stuff. to offer. Um, yeah. A thorn. I'm trying to change my sleep schedule. I know I talked about this before, <laughs> but I'm trying to actively change it. That's good. Um, you need to. So I think it's the thorn just because like, it can be difficult. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So let's pray and then get into the story. All right. Sounds good. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for life and for sustenance, Lord. And we ask, Father, that you would please be with us during this podcast. Please speak through us, Lord. Mm. Please um, guide and edify our words, Lord. And mm. please help that uh, we will be able to minister to people through this. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for everything you've done and for who you are, Lord. I pray that you also please forgive us of our, of our sins. Mm. Please help us to live lives like Mm. Thank you for everything you've done in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Yeah, let's jump back into the story of <laughs> Joseph. I was going to say John. Of Joseph. Um, let's do a brief recap yeah. of the story. So Joseph was the son of Jacob. And he was the second to the youngest. There were 12 sons of Jacob. He was the 11th son. And he was the favorite son. Jacob liked Joseph more than he liked the rest of his children, which is wrong of him. We talk all about that, how he was a trash father. Well, no. I, I think he's a trash father. Okay. Um, but, because, uh, but we also landed on the fact that Joseph was not very wise, was a little naive because he had some dreams. Why did we not look? Did we not <laughs> land on that? <laughs> we didn't land on that? <laughs> I thought we did. Um, Joseph had some dreams that he would basically rule over not just his brothers, his whole family. Yeah. And his brothers were not happy about that. First, because he was the favorite and Jacob treated him better. And then also because he's like, in that time, there was like a <laughs> basically a society where you honored your elders above everything. Um, even like, was it inheritance or birthright? I think it's inheritance, right? That would go to the eldest. Or birthright is one of them. Anyway, they like the elders. Um, and so it would be really blasphemous for not just the younger ones, but one of the youngest to be like, no, I'm going I'm to rule over you. Mm-hmm. And so the brothers were like, we're not going to let this stand. So when Joseph, and then he was also given this like really, really luxurious Gucci coat by his father. <laughs> and everybody, and the brothers were like, this is the final straw. Um, so he was one day, he was going to visit them because the father told him to. And then they're like, it's our time. Let's kill him. Crazy. Um, but they instead decide not to kill him because Ruben tells them not to. And they dump him in a well. Then they see some people come in and they're like, let's sell our brother. So they sell the brother. Um, he's now in, well, at that, um, at this point in the story, he was sold to this guy named Potiphar, who was the captain of the guard, I think. <laughs> captain of the guard is what we're going to say for now. If, if I'm wrong, Editor Yudochi will come in right now. Editor Yudochi here. She's right. <laughs> um, and because God was with him, he basically was put as head of the whole entire household. But then Potiphar's wife was like, Joseph is fine, fine, fine. Um, let me get at him. And mm-hmm. Joseph was like, absolutely not. And Potiphar's wife tried it again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she did like this ultimate thing where she basically sent everybody else of the house, sent everybody out of the house. And then... And then, right. Yeah, what? she basically. Yeah, like, thank you for picking him. up. I totally forgot the story. <laughs> she basically, I think she grabs him yeah. and she's like, come lie with me. He said, no, I can't do this. And yeah, so he runs away, but like he leaves his so garment. Nice. And so that was the evidence of, for, that was the oh, evidence oh, oh. that she used to say yeah. you, to her husband, Potiphar, look mm. at who you brought to be in our house. Like he, you know, yeah. he's like almost made like a mockery of us and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so Potiphar sent Joseph to prison. Sure did. And the prison of the Pharaoh. Yeah. So it's where the Pharaoh's prisoners were kept. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, because God was with him again, he quickly rose through the ranks and sure became kind of like the head of the prison. Yeah. And that's where he meets the chief baker and the chief butler for mm-hmm. the Pharaoh. And so they both have dreams and he interprets their dreams, basically saying, that one of them is going to be hung in three days and one of them is going to be reinstated. So the butler is reinstated Mm -hmm. and the chief baker is the one who is hung. Yes. Um, And so before they left, Joseph told them or told told the chief butler, 
please remember me. I am in prison for something I did not do. Please remember me. And I think that what we touched on was kind of this idea of like, when we learned about the story of Joseph, it was very much like Joseph was faithful and he didn't know what was going to happen when he was faithful. Mm. But I think that we also saw the huge, him being human Mm. in the sense of him saying, I'm here for something I didn't do and I don't want to be here anymore. get me out of here. Like, please, somebody. Like, um, <laughs> it's that, <laughs> you know that, um, that meme where the guy's on the side of a cliff, he's like, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. That's what it reminds I love that me of. That's what it reminds me of. Sorry, chapter 41. So now, Pharaoh has a dream. And in the dream, there are seven cows that are fine looking and fat. Why are you looking at that book? No, I'm listening. Okay. You know, I'll just read directly from the Bible. Genesis 41, starting at verse 2. Suddenly there came up out of the river seven cows, fine looking and fat, and they fed in the meadow. Then behold, seven other cows came up after them out of the river, ugly and gaunt, and stood by the other cows on the bank of the river. And the ugly and gaunt cows ate up the seven fine looking and fat cows. So Pharaoh awoke. He slept and dreamed a second time, and suddenly seven heads of grain came up on one stalk plump and good then behold seven thin heads blighted by the east wind sprang up after them and the seven thin heads devoured the seven plump and full heads so pharaoh awoke and indeed it was a dream so after he had those dreams he's like what do these mean what's going on and so he asks his like his royal wise men i guess yeah like Um, wise men magicians yeah he's like tell me what this means Mm -hmm. and none of them could none of them knew what was happening from the chief butler was like wait i know someone um it was this guy i was in custody with he may be able to tell you what your dream means and so then pharaoh sends for joseph and calls him up they bring him out if i can just yes, <laughs> 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 So out of it. <laughs> so in verse 14, um, it says, Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him quickly out of the dungeon, and he shaved, changed his clothing, and came to Pharaoh. What I think is wild is in a split second, in, in the shortest amount of time, Joseph went from being a prisoner to coming before Pharaoh. Right? Like his That's appearance good. changed. You know? Ooh. And so I think it's just a reminder of the fact that like God can change your situation in, in a... the ni- something that you have been something that you have tried on mm-hmm. your own mm. for months, for mm. years, and it doesn't work out. God can cause it to happen in a day. In a day. In a day. In five minutes. He can open a door that has always been shut. Ooh. I mean God. There's nothing like the orchestration Fantastic. of God. You see, because that's a really good point. Because I feel like something that, um, I don't know, maybe it's just the pastors I watch. Something they love to say is you don't know which room mm-hmm. your name is being mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was always like, yeah, yeah, I get it. But like, literally, like he, Joseph had no idea that Pharaoh had a dream, had no idea. Yeah. The butler was like, wait, no, I remember somebody. Mm-hmm. Did you imagine like Joseph like... The people tell, oh yeah, come, come. <laughs> Sorry. Like, come quick. I don't got a Nigerian accent out of nowhere. Okay. I was like, come. Then all of these things are happening. Like, mm-hmm. do you think he was told that Ophira had a dream? He's mm-hmm. like, could you imagine like you're just being shuffled out? And then, because we know that Joseph did not want to stay there and that he was yeah. really struggling up in um 
Potiphar's house and in the prison that like maybe he was like scared to get his hopes up yeah this is just like me imagining like (laughs) oh what is all of this oh nothing's gonna come of it like even when we go to it later like when we hear the way that he speaks about the dreams and um what should be done about them he never puts forth himself as the solution Uh, yeah like ooh, do you think like it could just be a humbleness but maybe it's also like a why should this time be any different Type of thing. Mm, oh, I have never. Thought I've about never that thought way. of that either. That's a very interesting. Because here's the thing. I think it's one of those things where it's like you don't. I've I've heard this saying of you don't brag on yourself. You let people brag on you, mm. and so that's what I think about where he. And I also think I also think it was one of those things where he was like. I'm not at liberty here to make decisions. Mm-hmm. I'm also That's not true. at liberty to because like true. he's talking to Pharaoh. Like but Pharaoh then was seen as like. If we remember, like, mm-hmm. um, when the chief butler was getting out, he was like, "Please remember me and tell somebody." He yeah, I think even he meant, said. No, I think he meant like just tell somebody. But so let me way... actually see the phrasing, because um, see, verse fourteen. But remember me when it is well with you. Oh, I'm sorry. This is chapter forty. Um, Genesis chapter 40. But remember me when it is well with you. And please show kindness to me. Make mention of me to Pharaoh and get me out of this house. So he was like, nah, tell Pharaoh. Well, Joseph, when he was still in prison, he told um, the chief butler, like, tell Pharaoh about me. Tell tell him so that way I can leave. So now it's like he doesn't even put himself forth as the solution or like, now that I've told you this, let me go back. I've Mm -hmm. answered your problem. You know, I do you what you do me what. Mm -hmm. You know, like he didn't even do anything That's a good point. I I didn't even think. I I thought he just wanted to be a free man. I didn't know that he was like. Nah, you are a butler to Pharaoh. Tell Pharaoh. To it also could out. be. It also could be like, aside from the fact that this is like Pharaoh's house, mm. it also could be the fact that like, Pharaoh is the was the highest person of the land. That's true. Like, if you were to, if he were to say like, go talk to Potiphar and like mm-hmm. tell him like, no, I didn't do this. No, yeah. no, no. You have to go to the highest person so that way, mm-hmm. like everyone else follows exactly, too. <laughs> no, exactly. yeah, so, yeah. That's crazy. I never thought about it. But it's also like, if we go um, back to chapter 41, the mm-hmm. first verse um, says that it came to pass at the end of two full years. So it's been right. two years after the chief butler forgot him. So like, maybe yeah. like two years can do a lot. There's like this phenomenon. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called. But it's like uh, if a dog has been imprisoned and you let him out, the dog will stay there. Because learned it doesn't learn. Ho- Look at her. <laughs> learned helplessness that like, yeah. It's like, this is all you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, you sometimes don't even have the ability mm-hmm. or the capacity to yeah. to go further. Yeah. That's sad. Anyway, we jumped ahead a little bit. So, let's go back. <laughs> um, so, Joseph is cleaned up. He's brought um, before the Pharaoh. And the Pharaoh basically recounts his dream. And then Joseph... Oh, le- yeah. Go ahead. No, no. You can say it. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> before that, um, Pharaoh is like, I have a dream. No one can interpret it. Are you able to do it? And then Joseph was like, it's not me. God will give Pharaoh the answer of peace. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. That after all that Joseph's been through, mm-hmm. everybody lying on his name, everybody trying, everybody's like basically being out to get him. Um people forgetting about him, people making promises and not keeping them, mm-hmm. that he still is like, it's not me, but it's God. Yeah. But I also think, I also think it shows the maturity and growth that he's had. That's true. Because remember when he was having dreams before, yeah. he was like, listen. Yeah. 
<laughs> right. I mean, granted, I still think it was like a, oh, like, you know, but I do think there was an element of like, it looks like y'all going to be bowing down it's today, like a little cocky. you know? Um, but I do think that he's come such a long way that he's like, this isn't my talent. This mm-hmm. isn't my, you know what I'm we saying? Like, bros. this isn't just me, but it's yeah, God. It's God. And I think him giving God that credit, I think shows that like, mm-hmm. he's gotten to a place where, where his quote unquote gift can take him places, mm-hmm. right? But he's gotten to this place that like, he's like, no, it's mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get the glory from this. But God, if anybody's gonna get the go- glory, it's gonna be God. God. Yeah, that's amazing. That really is. Oh, I love that. That really is a mature standpoint. It is. That really is. And even Very when mature. he was interpreting the butler and the baker, he was like, "This is chapter forty, verse eight. Mm-hmm. The second part says, "Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell them to me, please." Mm-hmm. He really is maturing. Yeah. And he's like, "What? Mm-hmm. He left when he was seventeen, so probably like in his." mid-20s now Mm -hmm. that's crazy so yeah back to 41 um pharaoh tells joseph the dream and then joseph interprets it basically the seven um good cows and then the seven plump heads they mean the same thing that they would be seven years of abundance um and then the seven really quickly the seven plump heads of corn of corn or or grain whatever it was some type of plant. Yeah, some type of, you know. <laughs> um, and then the seven ugly and thin cows and the seven... So the seven thin ugly cows and the seven empty heads, um, they meant, they basically meant seven years of famine. Mm-hmm. And so Joseph was like, let me give you some advice, Pharaoh. Find somebody who's really smart that can do the thing. Have them save a fifth of all of the um, abundance. So all of the corn that comes, all of the produce, all of the the fruit of those seven years, save a fifth of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way, when the seven years of famine come, there will be enough for Egypt to survive. Yeah. And so Pharaoh was like, that's smart. <laughs> said, I like that interpretation. Mm-hmm. And he, I'm trying to find the verse. 38. This is chapter 41, verse 38. It says, And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom is the Spirit of God? Yeah. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. And then Pharaoh took, takes off his signet ring and clothes him in his garments, puts a gold chain, um, and basically has like a mini parade for him. If I can just go back really quickly. Go for to it. When, um, I think it was Joseph that brought up the saving one-fifth from the, the mm, surplus. Yeah. There's a part of me that doesn't fully understand how saving one-fifth is enough enough to last for seven years. Because when a famine happens, Mm -hmm. there's nothing available. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I'm still trying to figure out how it could be one-fifth. But Mm -hmm. it also could be like, you know how... um, in the New Testament, that boy that had the two, uh-huh, the five the loaves and the two fish, and yeah. the five loaves, it could be that like that, yeah, it could be that. I also think it's like it wasn't just any seven years; it was seven years of abundance. So That's it's like if you normally made like a oh, hundred crops, see, now you're making like two hundred, three hundred crops. So I like see. keeping a fifth of that is more than it's almost it like make. it's almost like during those seven years of famine, mm-hmm. they were having what they regularly have. 
Because the seven, the but they seven were having years, more than what they were regularly. Having. No, no, no. The seven years of abundance, they had yeah. so much, mm. but then taking one fifth was almost like they were oh, just living yeah. regularly. Yeah, I see. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because in my mind, I said no. no I agree. I was, I was like these numbers. Okay. <laughs> explain them. I also think like this is the quintessential moment of the Joseph story. Yeah. The fact that he has gone through so so much, mm-hmm. and he was elevated. And this yeah. is why people love to say the whole, oh well, he was tending to the sheep, and then he was something in Potiphar's house, and then he was a leader in the prison, in the guard's place, just for this moment, so that way he would know how to, how to, like, govern this place, and maybe that was true, but I think it's just a testament that God kept his word. Yeah. God said that, well, we'll see later on how he really kept his word with the dreams, but, like, Joseph was made to govern God did not forget Joseph and all that he was going through. Even when Joseph himself was ejected, as we said before, like it's weird that Joseph wasn't, he wasn't acting in his normal, like confident way. Um, He wasn't even putting himself forth. He wasn't like, you know, Pharaoh, now that I've told you this, let mm-hmm. me out. Like he just said, point blank period, this is what it is. Yeah. But because God was with him, it still, it still happened. Like it still happened the exact way that it was supposed to. And I think it's also a testament to how God can truly elevate. God does his thing perfectly. Mm, You know? I think we humans, when we try to elevate ourselves or Mm -hmm. get to a certain place ourselves, Mm -hmm. we can often, we can not, well, I don't know all about oftentimes, but we can sometimes invite things that were never supposed to be invited. We could do things that were never supposed to, you know what I'm Mm -hmm, saying? We can mm -hmm. invite certain mm-hmm. hurt and certain things but like mm-hmm. if we just in wait, our own power exactly but it, if we have patience right mm. because joseph had to have patience he had joseph could have escaped from prison he knew that prison in and out Ooh! you don't think that he could have maybe found Probably an escape somehow paid off somebody a little exactly little sign sign. exactly so it's this mm. idea of like i think i think joseph was definitely patient he i think he was also fed up yeah a thousand percent but i do think that he had a certain level of patience Mm -hmm. that allowed or that 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 allowed god to work so that way this completely could happen yeah that's crazy and god did god did he sure did and so god did it god did it songs don't i have no idea (laughs) i think did i just make that up i have no if you did then we're making i got it i got it it's um it's either by Mike Brown Jr. or it's by Anthony oh, man. Brown. man. I was hoping it wasn't Christian so that way we can make it into a track ourselves and sell it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You're so anyway, so Joseph was 30 years old when all this was happening. Yeah, but let's remember he was finally that elevated. he was 17, 17 when he came into the country. So mm-hmm. this was not this was not a little... Off a skip. You know. It took some time. It... <laughs> <laughs> it's the same yeah. thing with David, where David was told at a young age he was going to oh, be king. Yeah. It took like 20 years, I think. Girl, who are you telling Whew. No, oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so Joseph is the person. I think it's interesting that he was um, given the daughter of, like, the priest of On, which was, like, a secular god. Yeah. Um, to marry? It's almost oh. like how Zipporah was given, Zipporah and Moses got married. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe, my, maybe not as drastic, because I don't mm-hmm. think that, like, her family was any was yeah. like that, but they weren't Israelites, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But I think this also makes sense just because, like, up it until this culture. point, but like up until this point, yeah. right? His 
um, ancestors from Abraham That's true. to Isaac they to Jacob, were... they all married within the family. Like, they all married within the family. Like, think about Abraham. Whoa! Abraham, like, married his half-sister. Right. Isaac, right. Isaac married his cousin. Yeah. His cousin, His right? cousin. Isaac married his cousin. And then Jacob proceeded to marry, I'm pretty sure, his cousin as well. His second cousin? Second? No, his cousin, because Laban and Rebecca were brother and sister. It was yeah, his cousin. it was his cousin. So he married two of his cousins. So at this point, this was yeah with Jacob's sons. They were starting to not do that, mm-hmm. and they were starting to marry other people. Yeah. So, so I guess it's fitting. Yeah, so weird. But then he has two children. Um, seven years of abundance happens. The seven. Oh, actually, the children's names are quite significant. Um, verse forty-one. You all right? Yes, yeah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> verse 41. Oh, no. Chapter 41, verse 51. It says, God, um, Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, um, for God has made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. Um, and the name of the second he called Ephraim, for God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Mm-hmm. That is so meaningful that in the place that once caused you pain, mm. that, oh, there's, what's that verse? I think it's a psalm. It's like, um, those who reap, those who sow in tears will reap in joy. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Li- literally, the manifestation of that, that in the place that caused me so much pain, mm-hmm. um, fruitfulness is happening. Yeah. So, seven years of plenty happens, seven years of famine happens. And then, um, because the famine is so bad, and I think Expensive. it's. Um, it's happening not just in Egypt, but in surrounding areas. People are coming from other countries to Egypt to buy grain. And Egypt is selling that grain and making quite a profit. <laughs> so, um, back to Joseph's brothers. Yeah. Um, so, Jacob saw that there was grain in Egypt. He told the, his sons, go to Egypt and get us some food. But he did not send Benjamin. Benjamin was the last child. And after what happened with Joseph, Jacob was very protective of Benjamin. He was like, he's not going anywhere. He's not leaving my sight. This is my son. Um, We are um, inferring this. It doesn't explicitly say this. It does not explicitly say this. But like he was very protective of him because he did not let him go. Mm -hmm. said, lest some calamity befall him. That's verse four. And so... The brothers go to Egypt to buy grain. Um, and while I guess they are there or about to get it, Joseph recognizes his brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, And I think it was because in verse 6, now Joseph was governor over the land, and it was he who sold to all the people, people of the land. land. It's true. So he was bound to come face to face with them. his brothers. Yeah. And so, yeah, Joseph saw them, um, and he recognized them. And I'm not going to lie, this whole series of events with Joseph and his brothers makes no sense to me. I don't know why he did all of that. He had to see if they changed. I don't really know if he did. <laughs> I don't, why is he the judge of whether they changed or not? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I think, no, no, no. The reason why I'm pausing is because I'm trying to remember what happened. I can tell you. <laughs> I can no, let you know. No, what happened. no I, think, I think it was... Because I think actions speak louder than words. And I think if he were to just ask his brothers, hey, are you guys still the same people that sold me into slavery? They'd be like, what? Forget about it. Of course not. No, I, I, I think, especially because remember, right? 
the, his brothers were going to, they, how am I trying to say this? When, when he was in the pit, right, mm. and they wanted to kill him, mm. right, it was Judah that said, wait a minute, kill our brother? Why would we do that when we can sell him and, and make, make a money? Crazy. And so I think if they saw that Joseph was now the governor, the second in command under, under Pharaoh, had all this money, had all this land, had all this power, wouldn't they want to align themselves with him? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, that's why in my mind, it's, it's, for, for Joseph, I think it was more so actions speak louder than words. I mean, I get that. Mm-hmm. And so, sorry for those that are, like, kind of confused, like, what's happening. So, basically, Joseph recognizes his brothers, but his brothers don't recognize him. And because they don't recognize him, Joseph's like, all right, it's time. Let's see if they've changed, basically. So, you put them through a series. Do you want to go series. through this part and then Yeah, we can explain. do, like, a, just a quick recap of it. Okay, okay. Um, so, um, he speaks roughly to them. He's like, where did you come from? And they were like, we just came from Canaan to buy food. And Joseph's like, no, you're spies. And so because of that, um, they basically tell um, him their whole life stories. Like there used to be 12 of us, but one of our brothers died. Um, and we have another brother at home that um, our father is really protective of. And so they're like, in order for you to prove that you are who you say you are, go bring that last brother. Um, and I'll keep one of your brothers here. Um, but once you come back and show me your brother, then you will all be free to go and you can get your grain. And I think the brother that says is Simeon. I think so. Um, and so the brothers return to Canaan. They tell, well, actually Joseph gives them grain and gives and them money. their money back. Um, which the people were like, oh my gosh, what? He's going to think we sold for them. They were like quite, um, stressed about that, but they go back. Um, they tell Jacob, we need to bring. Okay. Yeah. They tell Jacob we need to bring Benjamin um, back to Egypt so that way we can get Simeon. They basically tell him the whole entire story. Jacob's like, not happening. Yeah, so they come home. Oh, yeah, Jacob is like, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Benjamin is not going with you guys. And so um, instead of them going to get Simeon, we're going to talk really, about really this. Really quickly, really quickly. Mm-hmm. I think that's so funny. Is it Jacob not? Was like, Jacob was like, Man, bump Simeon. This you see Benjamin. You see ben ben? That's actually crazy, and we have to talk about that in um more detail because this number reason number five hundred and twenty three <laughs> that Jacob is a bad father. He's not a bad father. Reason I mean... number five hundred twenty four, <laughs> but Jacob's a bad father. He was not giving. How could you let? You're basically saying that Benjamin is worth more than Simeon. And I understand mm. this idea of, like, if one of my sons already been there, how do we know this guy won't come and take the other son? Yeah. I get that. But, like, if if Judah was left behind or okay, Issachar was left remember, behind. But, but we have to remember that Benjamin was still, a ch- like, not a child per se, right? <laughs> not a child. <laughs> I don't think he was. No, because remember, He was right? born by the time Jacob, Joseph left. Joseph left at 17. Exactly. It's been it 13 only, years. He's a boy. Who's a boy? No. No, 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 no. Oh, no she, if all, I'm jo- saying, if all, Benjamin, I'm saying, all I'm saying is that Benjamin had not married and had a family of his own. And that. Simeon. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> you gonna leave Simeon's family there? You no. Hold on. Why are they living with Joseph? Oh, no, she, it's almost Wrong like, person, Jacob. Oh, no, she, it's almost, like, in my mind, the way I think about it, it's almost like when a parent has um a child that's five and a baby right your baby needs a little bit more of your attention as a five-year-old how do we know that benjamin wasn't married (laughs) (laughs) how do we know that 
Rushi. Where did he, he was, wasn't married? <laughs> he was still in Jacob's house. They were all at Jacob's house. Rushi, but when Jacob, when Joseph left, right? Joseph left at like 17, right? Mm-hmm. And you just said that Benjamin was born. Yeah. I we don't know how long he had been born. But I do, I do if think. Joseph is at a crisp age of 30, Benjamin's like, what, 20 something? How is that possible? What do you mean, how is that possible? <laughs> I'm saying that if Joseph was 17, that Benjamin, I think Benjamin had already been born because Rachel, hadn't Rachel died at that time? Even if Benjamin had been born, he's between 13 and 17 years old. When what? By this time. Why do you think that? <laughs> What? Hold on. We don't know how many years younger Benjamin is than Joseph. Is so he, he could have been 10. In the 13 years, he's 23. Or he could have been 15. Could've been All 14. I know is that he doesn't have his own family. How do you know that? <laughs> Which should say he doesn't have his own family. I don't believe you. <laughs> anyway, I think I'm just trying to say that, like, Can we believe of course, <laughs> of course, him, le- him kind of leaving Simeon over there, not not great especially because like it's weird because there's a part of me that's like well Simeon was under the care of Joseph and Joseph wasn't gonna but they didn't know that that's what I'm saying that they didn't know who Simeon was under the care of but it's Mm -hmm. also like Simeon I think in their mind it was like Simeon is a grown man he'll figure it out but Benjamin was not as old as Simeon period there was an age gap between Joseph and Benjamin period that's his last born I'm not hearing you. I don't want to. I don't care. <laughs> Reason number 526. <laughs> Joseph was not a great father. Why do you keep fluctuating the number? Because <laughs> the more we talk about this, the more I'm convinced. Anyway, um, Jacob's like, that's not happening. And so I think they end up finishing Oh no 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 no! Before before um they their brain finishes they have to go back. Reuben is like, I promise, like I will bring right, back right, Benjamin right, right, right. if I don't kill my two sons. And Joseph would Jacob was like, that means nothing to me. He's not leaving my sight. He's not leaving my sight. Um, and so then it's how much time happened? Yeah, basically they run out of food. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jacob, Jacob's so fake. He's like, go back and buy a little food. And Judah's like, that man told us. He said, that man told us, do not come back here unless your brother is with you. Mm-hmm. And so then Jacob is like, why'd you even tell him that you had another brother? <laughs> no, you know what? That's such a great point. I'm not going to lie. Of course, like making conversation uh, is a great thing. So but funny. in my opinion, Sometimes you may divulge a little too much information. But, they, but here's the thing: if they had said, because they, jo, uh, what's his name? Joseph knew that he had a little brother. So if they had been like, "Oh, there's only eleven of us, and one of us and died," then Joseph would have known. Here's the thing, though. Here's the problem. At that point, they didn't know it was Joseph. If I exactly. tell you, I only have but eleven brothers. But that's the brothers. thing: if they had lied, because it was Joseph. If they had lied, then Joseph would be like, mm, "Oh, so you people are just the same." Uh, then even more calamity would have happened. Maybe. I don't know. Because it didn't happen. But, <laughs> but yeah. So Judah's basically like, listen, if leave Benjamin with me, if he doesn't come back, forget my sons. It's on me. It's on my head. And, and that really means something. Because I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure if it's on your head, it follows your lineage. It follows your lineage. Yeah. And he Jacob said, said, not just one generation. Every <laughs> He said, okay, that means something. Yeah. Because it's not just you now. 
Because with Ruben, with it's Ruben. like, you got more kids. What you talk about? <laughs> I also, um, if we have time, we should talk about the fact that he allowed Ru- he allowed Judah and not Ruben. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Ruben slept with his concubine. But I, I was like, was it then? I don't think he'd slept with them yet. Slept with them yet. Well, obviously, he knew that Ruben He knew was Ruben fake. wasn't trustworthy. <laughs> No, he really, the room was like, yeah, you can come into, ah! He said, oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, where were we? Yeah, and so Jacob's like, fine. Um, and then he was like, take some presents for the man too, you know, just soften him up a little. Um, he was like, take more money and you can take Benjamin. Go get your other brother and Benjamin, bring the back safely and bring us some food. And so then they go on their journey um, they go to Egypt and then they go before Joseph and Joseph sees Benjamin and he's like, it's time. Mm-hmm. So he's like, everybody come in. They have like this beautiful feast. Um, Joseph asks them questions about their family, um, the father and then about Benjamin. And so when he sees Benjamin, um, he had to go and leave and cry because he was so overwhelmed by the <laughs> That his family was there, specifically his brother. We probably hadn't seen. Um, Brendan was probably like quite young when he left. So, quite young does not mean that he's not now in his twenties. Seven is still quite young. Eight is quite young. Ten's quite young. Anyway, so they all ate and were merry. But he gave Benjamin more food because he liked him more because that's his brother. Well, they're all his brothers, but he liked Benjamin more. This is chapter forty-four. Um, and Joseph commanded the steward of his house saying, fill the men's sack with food as much as they can carry and put each man's money in the mouth of his sack. Also put my cup, the silver cup in the mouth of the sack of the youngest and his grain money. So he did according to the word that Joseph had spoken. And so, um, the brothers were sent away with their donkeys. Um, and then verse four, when the, when they had gone out of the city and were not yet far off, Joseph said to his steward, get up, follow the men. And when you overtake them, say to them, why have you repaid evil for good? Is not this the one? Yeah. From which my Lord drinks and with which he indeed practices divination. You have done evil in so doing. So they do exactly that. And the brothers were like, we would never. Mm-hmm. Said, it's not us. We would never. He said, in fact, if you find this little, this little cup, you find one of our socks. Um, was it all of them would be the slaves or just one of them? Whoever is found will die and then the rest The rest will, of them will be the slaves. Will be the slaves. If uh, pausing really quickly, mm. I think I think that this is a lesson to not speak so hastily. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I remember was it um Jehoshaphat? Yep. It was one of them. Je- someone, someone um it was <laughs> yeah a j j somebody oh. um it was in i think judges and i think it was at, it was around the time of gideon like it was either after yeah. or something it was after gideon. <clears throat> and what's wild is he he kind of made um a, uh, a not promise a, not a promise but like an agreement with the lord yeah. that if you allow me to really um if you allow me to to conquer. to conquer in this battle the first thing that comes out of my house i will sacrifice to you lo and behold the first thing that came out of his house was his daughter, daughter. and so it's one of those things where it's mm-hmm. it's it's we have to be mindful of what we say mm-hmm. because they didn't know that the cup was in benjamin's uh mm-hmm. sack mm-hmm. so they are now saying let him die mm-hmm. See, I also think that like 
reasonably speaking, they like trusted each other mm-hmm. and they trusted Benjamin. They probably before they were like, don't do nothing, don't say nothing, don't do, don't even look him in the eyes. Just mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> that's once again just my imagination. Yeah. But like, I think they could reasonably assume that if I didn't take it, I know you didn't take it, then yeah. I'll be like, yeah, look through our stuff. Then mm-hmm. look through it. Mm-hmm. We ain't got it. But they did have it because Joseph was being, well, I wouldn't say it's being fake, but Joseph was doing some type of lesson. So I think it was reasonable, yes, don't speak too hastily, but I think it was also reasonable for them to be like, you know what I think is also wild? I think it's interesting because Joseph didn't know the agreement that the that the family made with the dad about Benjamin has to come back to this house mm, or true. something's going to happen. Yeah. So for him to do that, it must mean that there's a part of him that felt as though the same way that the brothers treated him, they might have treated Benjamin that way. Mm. And they might see Benjamin as disposable. Mm. And so and so that's why he put it in their sack. Because it was if, if Joseph now says, okay, Benjamin, you have to come with me and, and be my slave forever and you brothers can go free... <gasps> Do you see what I'm saying? Like, would you, he do exactly? It? Would they do that? Would they be like, yeah, you could take him and we leave, you know? Because that's what they did to him. So Joseph was trying to figure out potentially, have you guys. Oh, potentially, right, 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 right. Of course, potentially. But I think I oh think that Joseph God. was trying to figure out: Have you guys really changed? Are you guys really like? Are you guys willing to mm. to sacrifice something for, mm-hmm. or will you let him take the fall because he was already a nuisance to you oh. to begin with? Yeah, I'm. That's so interesting. This logic I'm crediting to the Lord because I. That's I don't know if it's true. Great. So. You know what? That in itself makes everything he's done mm-hmm. make sense. Because I was like, why is he doing that? Why did he put the cup? Why did he lie? Why did he do all that stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Ah, mind blown. Yeah. Huh. Oh, that's crazy. That makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, and so um, they searched the the sacks of the brothers, and they find the cup in Benjamin's sack. Mm-hmm. Then all of the brothers were like really upset about it, and so they go back to um, <coughs> Joseph's me, house. Let me just say, um, and then verse sixteen of chapter forty four. Then Judah said, "What shall we say to my lord? What shall we speak? Or how shall we clear ourselves? God has found out." the iniquity of your servants here we are my lord's slaves but we and he also with whom the cup was found but he being joseph said far be it for me that I should do so the man in whose hand the cup was found he shall be my slave and as far and as for you go in peace to your father you know so joseph yeah. was like i'm giving you the opportunity mm-hmm. to just leave scott free mm-hmm. without having any, any because if yeah. you guys do that then i know you haven't changed and i know that yeah. nothing you know but then, but yeah. verse huh? 18. <laughs> Sorry, that was a car. <laughs> Stitch, please don't. Verse 18, then Judah came near to him and said, Oh, my Lord, please let your servant speak a word in my Lord's hearing. And do not let your anger burn against your servant, for you are even like Pharaoh. My Lord asked the servant, saying, Have you a father or a brother? And we said to my Lord, have, We have a father, an old man, and a child of his old age who is young. His brother is dead, and he left and he alone is left of his mother's children, and his father loves him. So basically, this whole part is mm-hmm. is Judah trying to, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, it even says it here, like in the what do you call it, the sub the subtitle the text. of the chapter where it says Judah intercedes for Benjamin. So basically, Judah. So basically, 
Judah is trying to tell Joseph. Explain what's Explain the whole situation. Yeah. Listen, we have already lost a brother. My, you know, my father's mm-hmm. son, whom he loved mm-hmm. dearly. Mm-hmm. This is the only child he has of that marriage. Yeah. Please don't do this. Please. <laughs> I will stay here. Yep. Please don't do this. And what I think is so interesting is the fact of, like, Judah comes from the lineage, or Ju- Judah's lineage leads mm-hmm. to Jesus Christ. Sure and Jesus Christ, right now, in, is interceding for us. Is pleading Ooh. our case. And so almost like we see like like yeah. just a glimpse mm-hmm. into what it looks like when it's like I understand that that some wrong has been done, mm. but please let me go in their stead. Let, let me, me suffer in their stead. It's too good. Oh, it's too good. Oh, that's the perfect parallel. Literally, it's like I know they did wrong. Yeah, but let me mm-hmm. let me bear the brunt. Mm-hmm. You're on a roll today. <laughs> To God be the glory. We thank God. I was also going to say that, um, as we said before, Judah was the one that was like, why should Joseph be here? Let's sell him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think the turnaround, the growth of not just Joseph, but all of the brothers, that one they would all do, that, that Judah, the one who was the person to let his brother let mm-hmm. his brother be sold mm-hmm. is now the one that's interested in saying no i'll be the slave no i'll take yeah. the brunt um let him go free and i think I, and i also think something that's interesting is mm. that all the brothers were of one accord, accord. yeah right? like and they were all of one accord to do good mm. it says in the bible that um when people paraphrasing when people are united there's nothing they can't do Mm. and i think that's why it's important that when you are uniting or when Mm. there is unity it's unity for good as opposed to bad because the unity that they had before was joseph is a problem he needs to be eliminated you know and even when they were like okay we won't kill him it was still but we'll sell him we'll Mm -hmm. get rid of the problem that is joseph but here it's like um the unity seems to be but let's save our brother now. Mm. Our brother is now the one who is in tr- Let's, save, let's him. save him. So I think there's there's yeah. there's um there's value yeah. in unity. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Ooh. Keep on it. Yeah. And so um after Judah's plea, Joseph could not restrain himself. We're now in chapter forty five. Verse one, then Joseph could not restrain himself before all those who stood before him. And he cried out, make everyone go out from me. So no one stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept aloud and the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard it. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph, does my father still live? But his brothers could not answer him for they were dismayed in his presence. And Joseph said to his brothers, please come near to me. So they came near. And he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. But now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourself because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. Mm. For these two years, the famine has been in the land. And there are still five years in which there will be neither. But yeah, he's giving them the whole rundown. So basically, um, Joseph is confirming it that, he, that um, um, God was the one that allowed all of these things to happen, even though like he used their bitterness and their anger mm-hmm. and all their stuff like that. That God was the one that allowed um Joseph to go forth. I think the the ending of the story, because if you keep going, mm. you know, you end up seeing them bow to him. Yeah, and it was a fulfillment of the dream. Yeah, and even when they first when they later. first first got to Egypt, yeah. they also bowed to him as well. So it was almost like a like fulfillment, like a complete mm-hmm. circle of yeah. the dream that he had mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing is like 
once again we talked about joseph's arc and how he's so mm-hmm. much more mature now like even like his brothers bowing to him wasn't like a, oh yeah look at me i i'm him i am he was now a better person right so right, he right. wasn't the type of person that's like oh yeah y'all bowing to me you'll be fine oh yeah y'all bowing to me oh mm-hmm. yeah all this stuff like that like no he he was humble yeah well he was humbleish. um as he now is the governor of yeah. Egypt. So there's like this cute little reunion. Joseph's all crying over Benjamin. He's all Benjamin. Yeah. And then Pharaoh hears it and he was like, I think this is another thing mm. that this is just goes to show that God really was orchestrating all of this mm-hmm. because Pharaoh, when Pharaoh heard what had happened, that his brothers had come, he was like, oh, this is great. Give them some land. Let's mm-hmm. give them some stuff. Let's, mm-hmm. let's give and them it was property. Also like the, bring like the brother, the bring their family. The best of the land and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's not normal yeah that's like not a normal response like even if joseph had done all of this like pharaoh's mm-hmm. still pharaoh like he mm-hmm. really joseph you know he could have taken his the, the plan <laughs> and gone with it like he right. didn't need joseph but the fact he's like i value you mm-hmm. and thus i will value your family mm-hmm. let them come here mm-hmm. and let them reside and have peace yeah um and abundance mm-hmm. that's crazy so this was your favorite bible story why you know, I'm it? not gonna lie to you. I completely forgot that this was my favorite Bible story. <laughs> it's but it's a Bible story that you chose to do. I did choose this. Is it my favorite? I don't know. To be honest, I don't. I don't know if I have like a favorite, but I do think that this is one of the stories that I can definitely relate to, mm. and I also think it's a story just of the testament of who God is and how mm. he can see that there is a need somewhere and can start preparing mm. someone to Ooh. to meet that need, you know? Yeah. And so I really appreciated the story, especially because mm. it gives a reason to the suffering. Mm-hmm. It gives a reason mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. So It wasn't in vain. Exactly, exactly. As well as just, I think I also like, like the family coming back together as well. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thank you for um, it's probably not as loud. Thanks for sharing your your favorite Bible story. I think thank once you. again, this is a good one. Yeah, it's good. one of like the classic where it's mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, nah, <laughs> there's a lot. Mm-hmm. Digging into the family dynamics, digging mm-hmm. into um characters that needs to be um pruned, that needs to um grow and mature in order to hold what God has. Um, yeah what it looks like when you're in those waiting seasons, what it looks like to know that God is with you, even when that may not be obvious to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're doing everything right and bad things are still happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what does your character become when you do receive the promise? Right. Are you somebody that will be like Joseph, even though he was doing a lot, but um, <laughs> will you be someone like Joseph that will still welcome um, those who did him wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, or would you would you rebuff them or like how how do you handle success and i'm not saying that that you need to welcome people who did you wrong back into your life like pray on that there may be some boundaries that you have to upset right that you need to uphold in in this season but Mm -hmm. um there's something to be said about the character that you have when you receive the promises of god absolutely absolutely yeah that's it that's the story of joseph from genesis 37 to genesis 50 although we stopped at genesis 46 um it's yeah. a good one. Yeah, it was. And I think if you guys want to, because, you know, this is available on Spotify and Apple some of you might have um, come from different places. 
if you just want to somehow comment on Instagram and tell her to use the mic I got her, that's great. <laughs> Long story short, she got me a mic for Christmas, um, and I was just too lazy to set it up right now, and she's not happy about it. And she's not, because the look she said was like, sure, I'm not. Oh, well, she'll be okay, though. Okay. Anyway, yes, well, stay tuned to the next episode. I'm trying to be more consistent, so hopefully the next episode should come out in two weeks. We'll see, though. Um, yes, um, feel free to follow us on social media. Make sure to follow and leave a comment on um, the podcast. And, yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.